resilient, ready, and strong. These words describe today's guest and daughter of change, Morgan. Morgan is a member of the Girl Scouts of Maine, and at the ripe old age of 14, she's already honing her leadership skills and focusing in on her ambitions. What I loved most about talking to Morgan was hearing how she'd learned new things about herself and the world, even when things didn't go as expected or planned. When Juliet Gordon Lowe started the Girl Scouts in 1912, she brought girls together so they could explore new possibilities and the wonders of the world around them, and she wanted them to do it together. As I got to know Morgan, I realized that over a century later, these tenets still hold true. Thanks for joining us to learn more about this young woman and the incredible things she's already accomplished. Welcome to a Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast, where you'll hear the stories of young women who have turned their passion into action through Girl Scouting. Encouraged and prepared through the Girl Scout leadership experience to imagine solutions and chase innovation where others only see challenges. These girls are exploring their big ideas with freedom and flexibility. They are motivated to build things from scratch, unleash their potential, and lead us toward the answers our future requires. Prepare yourselves to be amazed. Before we get started, a special thanks and a big shout out to our collaboration partners for the Passion to Action series. The Girl Scouts of Maine, building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And First National Bank and First National Wealth Management, serving Maine from 18 branches along the coast and inland in Bangor and Brewer. Dream first. Our best days are ahead. Morgan, welcome to the Passion to Action series of the Daughters of Change podcast. I'm really happy that you were able to join us today. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And, um, you know, you were saying how you've been sick with that cold, that respiratory thing that's been going around, but you still made it today. Mm. So good for you. What a trooper, because I know it's, I've had it and it's not fun. You say that again. Yeah, <laughs> but here you are and you're persevering. And I like that about you. And I have to ask you, Morgan, what's something that people would be surprised to know about you? Something that people would be surprised to know about me is probably that I am a freshman taking a sophomore level math class, an honors sophomore level math class. Wow, that's kind of that's really impressive. And what math class are you taking? Um, honors geometry. Wow. All right. So you're going to are you, are you going to be like, is this something you want to study in college? Is math something you really love? Is it a subject that's close to your heart? No. (laughs) (laughs) But you're getting it over with, aren't you? (laughs) Looks good on a college resume. I love it. About the future all the time. There you go. There's your ambition. I love that. And I love that Mm. honest answer, too. How long have you been a Girl Scout, Morgan? I have been a Girl Scout for going on my seventh year, this one, because I was a Daisy for a year, but then my troop leaders, they're daughters decided they didn't want to be Girl Scouts anymore. So they decided they don't want to be Girl Scout leaders. 
and then I got with my current troop for my two junior years, my three cadet years, and I'm going on my first senior year. Yeah, and it's a really active troop. We're going we're gonna to actually talk more about your troop and all the cool things that you're doing um, a little bit later in the podcast. And you're involved in so many different aspects um, and parts of the Girl Scouts of Maine. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you're doing. And I want to ask you, what are you the proudest of? I am probably the proudest of getting on the teen advisory group. And can you explain to the listeners what the teen advisory group is and what you do? The teen advisory group, it's basically like a bunch of girls, including myself, who go on and like give our opinions on different aspects of Girl Scouts of Maine and like what they're planning, different badges and all that fun stuff, like marketing, getting the word out there that Girl Scouts of Maine is a thing and you can join. This is great because, you know, we we talk a, a lot on this series about the fact that the Girl Scouts are girl led. And I think this is another really prime example of that. Your voices are being heard uh, in terms of the content of the different things that you're working on. And one of those things that you recently were involved in and played quite a big role was the Transforming Leadership Conference that just took place like last month which is part of what you were doing with TAG. And you actually put together a workshop or what you would call a track. And you planned all the content, you led the track, and I believe you did two of them. What was your track called? And why did you choose that particular track? My track was called Resilient Ready Strong. And the reason I chose to do this track was because we had a bunch of different tracks we could do and we all got to choose one and I liked how this one sounded I liked the title I liked what it entailed and so that's the why why I chose it so it really appealed to you and what was it called and what was it about what was the content you prepared for it so in the tracks there are a bunch of different things you can do like different aspects to it and each aspect has a lot of activities and i chose to do the eating for you aspect of resilient ready strong and in that there are like a ton of different activities and i chose i think it was three or four activities to do um and they entailed like learning about the different sugars and foods and like how eating healthy can really like improve like your happiness and all that fun stuff. That's really important. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. And how many tracks uh, or how many sessions did did you have within that track that day? Each girl got to run to her track two times unless she was like working with a different person on a different track. So you did that twice with two different groups of girls, right? Yes. And what did you learn about working with groups from this experience and from running tracks? What it, what it, is there anything you learned in particular? Yes. This is my second year of doing transforming leadership. And the first year I was new to it was the first time I had planned anything like that big or really anything at all. And I had a, a person to help me. And this time 
I planned it all on my own and it was great. And something I learned about the groups is that you kind of have to match their energy in a bit. The first group I went into a little nervous because it was my first group of the day. This is my first time doing it alone. And they were really energetic and like kind of bouncy. And so I matched that energy with that group and it went perfectly. I think we all had a really good time. But then with my second group, I went in with the same energy and they, it was the last track like of the day, like another track was running at the same time as mine or a few other tracks were running at the same time as mine, but it was like the last track for everyone. And I went in with the same energy, but I think that the second group I had was really tired and they just did not have the same energy that the first group did. So next time when I plan it again, I think I'll go into each group kind of thinking about the different energies that they bring and how to make it run as smoothly as possible so that everyone has a good time. That's a really, that's important um, that you learn that and that you can articulate it so well because you know your audience, but you're right, you know, different times of the day, people's energy will be different, especially if you've had a long day of going to tracks and workshops and your energy might be different. So well done and a great lesson learned. I, I think that's uh, that's pretty impressive that you you actually figured that out, were able to just, um, you know, talk about it uh, so well and really, you know. Yeah, I really love hearing about what you're all learning. And what do you like most about being part of the teen advisory group? Probably having my voice like heard and my opinions on different things, like actually making a difference in helping like Girl Scouts of Maine be more like tuned towards girls of like our generation. Because like Girl Scouts, it's pretty old. I mean, it's over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. So like helping keep in touch with like the times and different things that are important to girls nowadays, it helps like give that sort of sense to Girl Scouts. Like it's a thing for everyone and you can do it at whatever age because it'll stay to what your interests are. Yeah. Yeah. It's relevant. It's relevant to the times Mm -hmm. and it's relevant to the girls and young women at the time who are taking part. Um, And that's great that you're realizing that it's powerful to have your voice heard. It's part of leadership. It's, It's a very powerful, it's a powerful tool and it's important. So you did a really interesting project for your silver award, which you pretty just, you just recently completed, it was pretty recently, right? Yes, uh, September. Oh, wow. So, okay. That was, you know, we're talking uh, right now in December. So that really was quite recently. So what was the project that you ended up doing? We ended up, me and two other girls from my troop, we ended up doing a project on like veterans and getting veterans the recognition that they deserved. So we went through all the different graveyards in Owl's Head and we looked through all the records that we could find to see if each person was a veteran. And if we found a veteran, we would put like their name, their birth date, where they were born, when they died, where they died onto a spreadsheet. And we later put all of that information into a book that we are having published. Wow. So that was a lot of work, right? I mean, that's a Mm -hmm. lot of research. It is. And so that book is going to be published and then 
And you, how many different graveyards did you all have to go through? Oh, there were easily 15. And some of the graveyards consisted, the largest graveyard we had, had around 600 graves in it. And oh my goodness. a lot of the other ends had a pretty close to 100, over 100, 200. It was a lot. Wow. That's a lot. How do you even, like... How do you find the information of who's buried there? Do you have to go to the to the individual graveyards or are there records in the town? I've, you know, I just thought about that. I, I, you know, I just thought about that as you were saying that you did that. Well, we had a website called Find a Grave. And it basically is a record of like all of the graves in all the cemeteries in the world. And like people go in and they put in information on the people. So we would go through, search up our graveyard click on our graveyard and like go through each person that they had listed and we would look through like their bio and see if they said veteran or if their the pictures of their grave had veterans like a veteran star or something on it and if we found that they are a veteran we would probably go through and check to see like we'd look up online their names to see if we could find anything else on them i know what i did would i would put their name in. I did this for everyone because I wanted to be really sure that if they weren't a veteran, that they weren't a veteran, or if they were a veteran, that I found all that I could. And since Thomaston and Owlshead, that whole surrounding like area, it's pretty old. So you had a lot of people from like the War of 1812 and the Revolution. So it was really hard to dig up like some of the records on these people so i would like put in their name their last name when they were born um and just little bits of information that help get more on them and it was a pretty time consuming project for each person i bet i mean that's a lot that's a lot of work and a lot of research and when you initially were thinking about doing the Silver Award, you planned on doing something else and you ended up swerving. Tell us about that. So my original project was called Little Libraries. And it was basically putting up these little like library things, like in boxes that were outside, like maybe in a dog park or a place with a bench where you could go in and take out books and read them and put them back or exchange them. And I didn't really think at that time, like I couldn't find a lot of things that my community needed help with, or that would be a big thing. So that's just, I saw it, something like that somewhere. And I was like, that might be a good silver award project. But I had a pretty hard time like getting started on it because when we actually got to the time where I like needed to complete it, it was during the summer, my last summer, that I could complete it, and I broke my collarbone, so I wouldn't be able to do any of, like, the woodwork or anything like that, and our project, the one we did, actually, like, completed, it was research, like, you could do on a computer in your home. You didn't really have to leave, so that made it a lot easier with the actual breaking of the collarbone. <laughs> yeah. But you figured it out, like you you figured out a way around that bump in the road, right? And you solved it. So that's mm-hmm. that's a really big thing. And you so you also 
with this ended up collaborating with two other girls in your troupe, right? Yes. So how was that and how did you all come up with the idea? So we were the only three in our group, in our troupe, who were actually like completing our silver award. And so one of my, one of the people who I did it with, her project, she had already like gotten 15 hours on it, but she was having like a difficult time, like with like the community and having them like help out with it. So our troop leader saw that we were struggling and my other friend who actually had the idea for this project, she was struggling getting started with it like me. So we all like, our troop leader came up with the idea, like, why don't you all jump on with my friend? And we were like, okay. And my friend was okay with it. So we all kind of jumped on and it was pretty individual from there. I mean, we talked about it sometimes, but for the most part, we were on our own, like researching on our own. That's great that uh, you were able to find two other girls and that the three of you worked so well together and that your troop leader helped you all to come up with a solution because everything's figure outable, right? Yes. Everything at the end of the day. And so what was the end result? I know you mentioned that you're going to publish a book, but were there any other um, takeaways or end results from the project that you want to share with everybody? Well, I got a lot of like lessons learned from it. Mm-hmm. Like don't procrastinate. If you need help, it's okay to like reach out and ask for that. Like, cause I was struggling on getting it done. I just couldn't get it approved and I just it was not good. Um, but working with other people can really help sometimes. Cause like they can give you motivation And just finding something that you feel comfortable doing with different things and aspects of the project. So it's great. So it was a growth experience, really, because, you know, you're learning when you're not always learning when everything's going perfectly well. You really learn some of the best lessons when you have those bumps in the road, right, that you have to go over. And um, so I want to ask you, you shared what... You told me it was it was kind of a sad story about one of the graves you researched. Can you share that with us? Yes. So there's a woman, and I think it was one of my graveyards that I was researching, and she was a nurse, and I think it was World War One or World War Two, but she had been like on the battlefields helping people with like wounds and stuff, and she was not recognized as a veteran. She didn't get, we couldn't put her in the book or anything because they don't recognize nurses from like that kind of time period as a veteran. So no star, no flag, no nothing. Oh, what? do you remember her name? No, I think it was Marie, I think. I could probably dig it up from somewhere. Yeah, well, we'll share her name when we share the podcast. How's that? And yes, then some, I, then we'll recognize her. How's that? Yes, I'll yeah. try and find it. Yeah, if you find it, we'll we'll share her name in the show notes. And we'll share her name uh, 
in the social media so that we will give her some recognition for the work she did. Yes. But that is sad. And, you know, we've come, we have come further than that. We got a ways to go, but I really feel like it's young people like you that are going to make that happen. I mean, you're already making so much happen. (laughs) You're also involved in your service unit. Can you tell everybody what your service unit is and the kinds of things that you do? Yes. So we are the knock service unit and basically like we go and we talk like a budget and different aspects of like our community like we planned a dance um for Juliet Gordon-Love's birthday it's something that we do like almost every year except COVID came so that kind of disrupted it but with that dance we like collected different baby items for the girl that was born closest to Juliet Gornlow's birthday. And it's just like stuff like that, that we plan. We planned a camporee, which is basically we get a ton of different troops to come to a campsite and we do different badge works. And it's just, uh, camporees are a great time. They're so fun, but it's just different planning things like that, that we do. And when you say it's part of, you're part of the NOC service unit, for people that aren't from Maine or, or maybe not familiar, that's a county. So the service units are regional. They're geographical, right? So she, uh, Morgan's is for Knox County. and Yeah, and like you could have a Cumberland County. Yeah. or But there are also like sub service units, kind of. Like, I think there's like a river service unit or St. George River or something, but different places have different different places in Maine have different service units. I just know Knox has the Knox service unit. So you're involved really if you think about it at the state level because you're doing the teen advisory group and then you know in your region with um, you know your service unit and then obviously very locally your troops. So it's really interesting when you start to think of the different ways that you're involved and how far reaching they are and, and the the opportunities you get from that and the people that you're meeting and the other girls from all over the state and in some cases probably other states. And when we talked the first time we were talking about the service unit, one of the things that you were talking about that you've learned with this is kind of like time management and keeping a calendar, which is a really important skill set, but one that maybe you normally wouldn't think about with something like this. So can you um, tell everybody what you meant by that when we were talking about that? Yes. So it's not really with the service unit. It's more of the teen advisory group. Oh, okay. But okay. we have virtual meetings. So sometimes I have a bit of like struggle, like I know the date, I know the time, but I forget. So I have to like go through, like I have to like remind myself and I'll remember after the fact or after the meeting happened, like the meetings at six, I'll remember at eight and I'll like feel really bad and I'll send like an email, like, I'm so sorry that wasn't supposed to happen. I set a reminder. I just forgot. But one thing, like, is just 30 minutes before, like, get set up. Like, get yourself ready for it. Get your Zoom link ready or whatever you're using to go on the meeting. And instead of, like, being on your phone or something that'll suck you in, read, like, a book or 
go have a snack or get some water or something that and just like prepare yourself a couple minutes before so that you don't forget and get sucked into something that you'll get sucked into for a long time. These are really important uh, lessons to learn, you know, especially with so many things being virtual nowadays, right? And I don't think that that's going to change. And I know a lot of adults that could use those tips. So let me just say, but I think that that's wonderful. I, I When you told me about that, I found it very, um, you know, really kind of profound and impressive. So I wanted to make sure to bring it up because good for you. And those are great tips that you just brought up. And I know that when I signed on today, you were already here and waiting for me. And I, I was uh, trying to get something to print on my computer. So you were you were all set up and, and waiting. Um, I alluded to this earlier in the podcast, but your troop is super active. You do a lot of really interesting things. So what kinds of things are you working on with your troop right now? Currently, we are working on a take action project. And I could not attend the meeting like because it's a recruitment event tonight. And I was sick so I couldn't go to school today, and since I couldn't go to school, I can't go to the meeting. But instead of the recruitment, I am going to make a poster on, like, how to get involved and, like, like being, a, like, a daisy, getting involved at a daisy level so that you can have all the years of Girl Scouts and all the fun experiences that it entails. That's wonderful. So you found a way to take action with, you know, even though you couldn't take action tonight. And you are you also uh, getting ready to take a trip and doing some some activities uh, that might involve that? What's that all about? Yes, we are planning a trip to Washington, D.C. And we're doing different like fundraising for it. We were supposed to be doing a babysitting night, but too many girls called out sick because of the sickness that's going around. It's really annoying. But we are doing like a bottle drive and all that fun stuff to raise money for it. And we're over a fifth of the way to our fundraising goal. You know, I love that you are figuring out a way to earn the money to get yourselves on that trip. We haven't been able to go on a big trip because of COVID. So this is kind of the trip that's the big trip because it's a week long trip it's not just like a couple days Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the makeup trip in a way oh wow the trip to end all trips yeah there you go yeah that's perfect that and that's fun yeah and dc is a fun city so you'll you'll enjoy it there's so many things to see and do there it's actually a a really fascinating city. Um, and we're going over the 4th of July. Oh, too, are you no so. kidding? Right. That's really, Oh, that's going to be cool. Mm. Oh, I bet you get, we're super excited. Oh yeah. I bet you're going to see some great fireworks there. Whoo. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, Oh, that's wonderful. And what's your favorite thing about your troop and being a Girl Scout? Oh, the favorite thing about my troop and being a Girl Scout, it's probably all the connections I've got to make and all of like the advances and all that. Because like I have so many friends in Girl Scouts who I can count on and who can count on me with different things. And like Girl Scouts has like taught me so many things like how to like be a leader and like those kinds of stuff and also like survival skills and 
outdoorsy things and like crafts and all of that it's just you can learn so many things in Girl Scouts and I've learned so many things in Girl Scouts and I have become so ambitious and so like goal focused and goal oriented because of Girl Scouts like we have this thing it's girl and it's an acronym and it's go-getter innovator risk taker leader and that's kind of what Girl Scouts is teaching girls and that's like without Girl Scouts I don't know if I would be as like ready to take on things and as ambitious as I am now yeah that's like I I'm just like, I, I'm not usually at a loss for words, but like you just said that so well. And it, it's coming, it like does my heart good to hear you saying that. I I want that for all girls, you know, I really do. I want all girls to be able to find their voices, um, feel comfortable using their voices and to feel like, you know, to feel like leaders. So you're doing it. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where you're going to be in like 10 years. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see where I'm going to be in 10 years. Whoa. Yeah, 20 years. You're going to be like president of the of the United States. You're going to be leader of the world. (laughs) Girl led. A girl led world. (laughs) So, I mean, you've done so many things. You've learned so much. I want to ask you about one more thing. And then I'm going to ask you. Uh, a couple of more questions. But what is World Thinking Day? World Thinking Day is basically, there are a couple different World Thinking Days that I've been to. I've been, I've helped run the state World Thinking Day. And I've been to a couple of the World Thinking Days for my county. Um, So the World Thinking Days I've been to with my county is like, everybody chooses a country and they learn about this country like we chose to do India one year and like my the juniors chose to do like I was a junior at the time um, but the juniors chose to do India so we got like a little Lego Taj Mahal that we built like really small Legos it was giving like a bunch of nine-year-olds tiny Legos (laughs) it was an experience but like we all passed it around and we all put like a singular Lego on at a time. But like you would go and you would research like the culture and the food and the fashion and all aspects of that country. And like we had two other girls who did Japan, if I remember correctly, and like they made sushi and we had pita bread as our thing. And they made like vegan sushi as their food for and like we have a different troop do Australia and they had wow. pixie bread or fairy bread. And the state one that I helped run, it was like all about like kind of the environment and different things. I helped run the tree workshop, which was like about different ways you can like help like the Girl Scout tree promise. Don't know why that like left my mind for a moment, but basically Girl Scouts had um, a plan to help plant, if I remember correctly, it was 5 million trees before 2025. Oh. That, it was the Girl Scout Tree Promise, and that's the one I led, and I talked about it, and I had, like, girls learn about it, and we did different activities on it. And that was the one I helped run. And normally, if I remember correctly, normally it's, like, 
a couple days like you have the option to stay overnight for a couple of days and like do the whole thing instead of having to drive there drive back and then drive back to the place where it was again but with covid we had just come back to a full like where everyone's in there without masks and everything like i love masks <laughs> no <laughs> but with the no masks it meant that we couldn't do like weekend long thing so we only did a day so I only got like a taste of planning that after the COVID thing so when people weren't there for the whole entire time but I don't think that took off from the experience really because I still got to learn so many things from planning that Mm -hmm. it was really an interesting opportunity to learn and I had I had the problem with procrastination when I'm working on it, but I had like, I wasn't really with my activity. I was not a hundred percent sure on what I was doing and I didn't confirm it till like the day of. So I was like a little not prepared, but that was like another thing where I was kind of like, this is your, it was less of a choice of what I got to plan and more of like, here's a handout, just read this and you'll be good. I thought I was going to have to do like tree trivia. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of tree is this? It has white bark. What is it? A tree trivia. It's a birch tree. <laughs> That's what... I had like, I had a whole entire like book planned out with like flashcards and what they're called on the back. Like I had like red maple Birch, Japanese maple. I had everything, all the stops, everything. Well, literally. you're prepared for next time. You've got your tree trivia. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You, I think you should hold on to that tree trivia. You're going to be able to use that someplace, someplace for mm-hmm. and somewhere. That's going to come in handy, so it won't be a waste of your time. And let me ask you, Morgan. I ask everybody this on all of the Daughters of Change podcasts, even if it's not the Passion to Action series, but. What wise words do you have for other daughters of change out there? Don't procrastinate. Don't do it. It's, <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, be prepared for like if you're going into something, kind of do a little background research or just like prepare yourself to go into it. So like take deep breaths before you do something, get your mind in like the headspace that you need for it. Like if I'm going into an interview, I'm not going to drink a five hour energy drink before I go in. I'm going to have like a cup of tea (laughs) so that I like to calm myself down. So I'm not like bouncing off the walls and I'm going to like, like have like the questions ready and like be looking at the questions so I can like, I'm going to go through the questions before I actually go on to the podcast. So I'm kind of well-versed in what I'm going to say and all that. And for the procrastinating aspect, don't do it. Don't just, just get the work done on time. Cause it will take so much stress away. Like, like with schoolwork and with different things that you're planning, it just procrastinating is not the best because like you'll be like up to like 2 a.m the night before and just like if you're going for a test i know i've done this a couple of times but like i'll stay up studying till like two with the notebooks that i can bring in so that i know everything and then i'll be so tired that i'll fail the test but this is an important that was very good (laughs) advice morgan because it's an important thing to know and i love that you've figured it out at 14. Mm. Because right now, 
there are a lot of college kids staying up all night tonight so that they could get done for their finals or they did before they came home for this break break trust me <laughs> they, they didn't learn this lesson when they were 14 years old so i think that's that's very sage advice and morgan so i have one last question to ask you what do you wish that everybody knew about the girl scouts it's not you there's this kind of stigma around Girl Scouts and it's hard to put in words, but like people don't want to join because like they feel like they're going to be like teased about it or something like it's something for like young girls or it's like the super girly thing where like you just go and you paint butterflies and knit little axolotls and all that fun stuff and you like give each other makeovers. Not saying that you don't like I went to this like I went to um a sleepover with my troop and like we had a couple of girls like braiding everyone's hair into these little tiny tight braids that you would take out the day after and your hair would be all frizzy (laughs) but like you depending on what troop you join like my troop we go camping all the time we get outdoors we're really involved in our community but people think that it's like all this like girly stuff and making bracelets and it's hard to put in words it's like girl scouts is not this young girl thing that's like it's not it doesn't have to be a phase like you can join girl scouts for your entire like school career and it can just be something that you do like you don't have to stop girl scouts at a certain age because it's not cool anymore that's what i was looking for people think it's not a cool thing to be in but girl scouts is a cool thing to be in girl scouts is amazing it's teaching the young leaders of the world with much gratitude and thanks i want to recognize our sponsor for the passion to action campaign the first national bank whose strong tradition of service extends beyond their walls by dedicating resources to identify and fund critical areas of community need in their market areas. This includes programs that enhance the quality of life, instill pride, and promote important initiatives, including education and youth, health and human services, civic and community development, and culture and the arts. Thank you, First National Bank.